Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. You know what? We're going to stay dialed in on the election issue. We're making a lot of progress at identifying what's true and throwing out what's false. And let me tell you what I know right now, a lot of the Lindell stuff, a lot of the computer stuff, not checking out my reporting. And I'm pounding these things. Those things are not checking out. But what is checking out? is a massive effort by Democrats to change the rules, to challenge the way that votes are counted, to fix ballots that should not have been counted, not send them back like the law required. And they could have manufactured several hundred thousand votes that in earlier elections would not have been counted. Now, in this election, they did get counted and they were made legal because Democrats made a vote change and they got the rules changed and Republicans didn't fight hard enough to change it. One of the people who does a great job highlighting that, Molly Hemingway from The Federalist, is on a brand new book called Rigged. It lays out this perfectly, just like we've been reporting on this show, just like we've been reporting on Just the News. Now, that's an important development. Keep that in mind because you're going to hear from a lot of people in the next couple of weeks. We're going to keep on this case Now, today we're going to be talking to Ken Blackwell, the great former Ohio Secretary of State, a man who knows election law, election rules, election trivia, election processes, as well as anyone in the country. We're going to spend the whole hour talking to him about that. Now, before we get there, I want to point out one story because, yes, Virginia, there were some cases of fraud, not systemic fraud that would account for a two, three, four, five hundred thousand vote swing or even a 10 or 20,000 vote swing. But there are small cases and most of them are frauds that were committed because rules were changed inside the election systems in 2020 in the name of COVID that made it easier for people to cheat. And one of those places where that happened, the state of Michigan, where yesterday, Nearly 11 months after the fraud occurred, finally, Michigan charged three women with crimes related to voter fraud. Three women who filled out and delivered fake ballots, ballots that they weren't entitled to file. And I want to point out one of them because they connect to an earlier issue yesterday I just talked to you about. I talked to you about in Wisconsin how they changed it so that nursing home residents would get mass mailed their ballots and the people who cared for the nursing home, the attendants, the nurses could help 
I'm going to put that word in question marks, help fill out these ballots for the nursing home. That would have been the lawful way to do this. But in Michigan, one of the three women who has been charged is a woman named Trine Maisha Rainey, 28 years old. She worked at the Father Murray Nursing Home. And there, according to prosecutors in an indictment released yesterday, she filled out the applications in forged resident signatures and filled out ballots stolen from these residents. She is charged with six felonies in Macomb County, Michigan. Yes, there was fraud, and some of it's now being picked up. It wasn't the fraudulent documents that may have swung the election, though all the reporting that Molly and I and others have done, it was the rule changes allowing basically soft harvesting of ballots, which had been done before, curing of ballots, counting of ballots that should have been rejected under the law. That is the dirty secret. But in Michigan, finally, some justice, three women, a few dozen fraudulent ballots between them. They're finally being brought to justice 11 months later. An important story. Check out the Molly Hemingway book as well. We've got a great story by my colleague, Natalia Middlestadt on Molly Hemingway rigged. Here's the key. Her theory is Dems outmaneuvered the GAP in elections for years and specifically in 2020. I think that's the dirty secret of the election. Yes, the election was rigged, but it was rigged by official rules changes and processes changes and Mark Zuckerberg money and not some massive scheme to fake ballots or flip votes in voting machines. That is what a year of my reporting shows. Molly has similar findings. I think it's very important to get there and realize that that's what we ought to be focused on. And the good news is the next big audit, Wisconsin, Justice Mike Gableman, former Supreme Court Justice, that is where he is headed. All right, no more talking. We're going to take a quick commercial break here from our great sponsors and advertisers. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Ken Blackwell, the great former Ohio Secretary of State, an election expert. Absolutely. We're going to talk about all this in just a few minutes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back. As promised, one of my good friends, one of the people I really go to when I need a dose of wisdom, joining us today is Ken Blackwell, the former Secretary of State of Ohio, and really one of the great political thinkers of our time. Ken, great to have you back on the show. Hey, John, it's always good to be with you, sir. 
I am fascinated by the work you've been doing on election integrity, meaningful stuff, things that are moving the ball forward. And I, I look at my home state, Virginia, where I live now, where there's a big governor's race going on, as maybe the bellwether for how uh, the next two to four elections are going to go. Tell us what you're seeing in the Yunkin McAuliffe race that surprises you and may be a sign of things to come. I think it is so important that we take a, a look at their model. They are covering every precinct with poll workers, not just poll observers. They're f- officially filling those positions uh, so that uh, any attempt uh, to hide in the dark corners of a process uh, and, and, and snatch this election uh, from the voters of Virginia will be stopped dead in its, in, in its track. Wow. And I think it's important that your audience understands what's at stake here. The foundation of the American system of self-governance is liberty, and the core expression of a people's liberty is the ability to vote in free and fair elections. And so safeguarding the integrity of our elections is paramount to preserving our republic. And any attempts of individual cheaters or any attempt by the federal government uh, to concentrate control of our elections back in one party in Washington, D.C., must be resistance. And Virginia is our first test at how we have to build a strong uh, uh, team on the field. You know, not sideline sitters, but folks who are on the front line. Yeah, such an important thing. There's a lot of ex-military people I know are being trained. Youngkin's really put an army together to make sure that what goes on in the voting booth, what goes on in the precincts is legal and lawful. Every vote should count, but only the legal ones. And no shenanigans. This training that he's done, the assembly of the army, should the Republican Party do this in every precinct in America uh, come 2022? Absolutely. Look, uh, and, and there are folks who are working uh, in battleground states, and I'm encouraging that battle plan to be carried out in every state. You know, we have over 3,000 counties uh, in America, and so we have hundreds of thousands of precincts, and we like local control of an election process because it does two things, John. It gives us a tighter chain of custody of ballots, and it actually enhances our ability to verify that voters are who they claim to be. And so it is so important that we have these precinct workers, election workers, fill all of the positions, and we cannot allow what happened in 2020 to happen again. And that is that we had tens, if not hundreds of thousands of precincts left uncovered. And the Bible says in John 3, those who would do evil love the darkness. We, in fact, must be, we must shine light on this process. We must push for transparency. And it starts with getting every precinct covered. And Virginia is doing it. We're going to have to watch this. There's so much to learn. I think there's a lot to learn from the Yunkin campaign's overall approach. There was a moment last week that I know stung the Democratic Party big, but the Hampton Roads Coalition, which has been an extraordinary, important voice in the African-American community for decades in Virginia, 
for the first time in their history, they endorsed a Republican candidate, Glenn Youngkin. And you and I were talking off there. It's sort of, we have to connect this to where it started, but Donald Trump's focus on the African-American community, policies that were beneficial to that community is still paying dividends in, in the likes of a, of a guy like Glenn Youngkin, isn't it? It really is. And because Trump didn't take a whimsical approach to working the black community. Look, if you go back to the previous two candidates before Trump, McCain right. and, and, Romney. Um, and Romney, they got about 4% of the African-American vote. Trump got about 8% in the first election. And he, in fact, got uh, by most measures now, he got 12 to 14 percent in the second election. And that was because he never he never abandoned his his promises to work policy issues that matter. And, 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 that, and that took root. And I think now Republicans have to continue to build on that foundation because I hear as I crisscross the country, folks said he was not just Trump was not just an election year politician. He, in fact, was a leader that understood that, one, we had to wean people off of a dependency of government, give them an opportunity to work, support their families. He, in fact, was a pro-lifer. His policies were pro-life. His policies uh, not only protected innocent life, but put people back to work. Uh, And he understood something else, John, that the victims of policies like defunding the police were low-income minorities in the main. Uh, And in fact, he felt that his first obligation was to protect and provide safety and be supportive of local police forces, safety forces, to provide that neighborhood safety so people could raise their children. And he, in fact, extended that to his number one responsibility as the commander-in-chief. And that was not only to protect our borders, but to, in fact, put a team on the field of play that would protect our lives and our interests, both domestically and abroad. And it's such an amazing moment. And I, I, I've had a lot of people, including in the African-American community, but everywhere, tell me that what's going on right now is Democrats are forcing people to look backward three and four and five generations to try to find an excuse why their policies won't give people upward mobility today, while Donald Trump and the Republicans have been uh, providing policies that say, hey, within a half of a generation, within your generation, you can create wealth and get uh, up the, uh, the, the rung of the ladder to one by one. How does that contrast play out? And should Republicans work more aggressively to draw that contrast in the, in oh, the next they, they few ha- months? They, ha- they have to draw the contrast. But yeah. John, let me just build on what you just said by giving you pearls of wisdom f- from two wise men. One was real Rogers. He said, don't let yesterday use up too much of today. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 That's good wisdom. And, and, and Satchel Page said, he asked the question, why are you looking backwards? You're not running in that direction. <laughs> ah, those two words of wisdom. You're right. I, I, absolutely. And so, you know, we, we know that America was not a captive of 1619. Yeah. We know that history is not a snapshot. History is a process. And the question is, where have we gone as a nation from our beginning? 
and we have made substantial progress. Uh, and anybody that wants to compare the reforms that state legislatures are putting in place, like voter ID and tightening the chain of commands of, of our, our chain of custody of our ballots as being a throwback to Jim Crowism, they should be ashamed of themselves. They insult the integrity of the civil rights movement and leaders like Martin Luther King, Fred Shuttlesworth, and I can go on. Uh, that is because we have moved history in a positive direction, uh, and we must now defend, you know, the country, the system that has given us the most prosperous, the most robust constitutional republic in all of human history. We cannot be sideline sitters because there was another uh, wise man, and you and I have shared this before, and that was Frederick Douglass. He said, those who are whooped easiest are whooped most often, and we cannot be whooped on this issue. We must stand. We must take a stand. It is a remarkable, and sitting on the sidelines is basically a surrender. That's something that we think a lot of people are starting to realize. That we might have been busy the last five, six years while some of these Democratic policies were working their ways through the states and through the election system and now into the Biden administration and the Congress. But being quiet and being busy is not an excuse any longer. you got to get in the game and make a difference. What will the 2022 election turn on when you look at this and control of Congress? What is the fundamental issues or questions that voters are going to ask themselves when they walk into that voting booth? That'll change the direction of the country. Our liberty, our freedom. And what people will look at is that Donald Trump cut red tape, cut taxes, grew the economy, put people to work. The labor participation rate was moving rapidly in in a great direction. Uh, what what Joe Biden has done is put us on a status model where, in fact, uh, our liberty is at risk because, as Aristotle said, there's a dynamic tension between the organized power of the state and individual liberty. The more muscular the state, the more our liberty is at risk. And so our founders put a harness on the growth and reach of government and what Joe Biden has attempted to do and is doing in some cases is taking that harness uh, loose part by part and, and, and concentrating the power of government in a bureaucracy in D.C., a bureaucracy that tells parents that they have no right to demand excellence in their schools and they have no say in what their kids are taught yeah. in school. And that is what, what is at stake here. Our liberty, our freedom. We, in fact, the founders of our country fought to make sure that we came out under, from under the yoke of a monarchy. And, and what Biden is doing now is putting us in a 21st century status government that is a 21st century form of a monarchy, a big government, I think, not a socialist, but a, a system that is undergirded by Marxist notions, and and that means that they try to run God and faith out of the public square, and they find no use in the family. That's what's at stake in 2020. Will we, in fact, send Nancy Pelosi packing? That is a big question, and it's probably going to motivate a lot of people on the right to get out to the ballot box for sure. You know, it was maybe a quarter century, a little more than a quarter century ago now that Ronald Reagan said, government is the solution. It's the problem. 
Um, <laughs> and then ever since that moment, government's been growing and growing and billions became trillions. And and now uh, we're at a moment where the government is more mammoth than, than any founding father could ever have imagined. Should Republicans put a plan together to say, listen, we can substantially reduce government without reducing the services and, and get rid of these bureaucrats and bureaucracies and contractors and beltway bandits and bring money back to you, either in the form of tax relief or block grants for states. Do you think it's time for Republicans to have a very concrete plan and go to the electorate and say, here's how we're going to shrink government and get your wallet back in order? Absolutely, because they already have a clear example. Uh, Trump, in fact, turned all of the indices in the right direction. It was his policies. I don't care if you like him or, or, or dislike him. His policies move the needle in the right direction uh, and uh, underscoring a, a basic fundamental notion that Reagan embraced. And that was an old saying that doomsday is that day we get all of the government we pay for. <laughs> that's that's a very profound thing to think about, actually. You're right. That is our doomsday. We, we've gotten uh, we gotten exactly what we asked for. And I think the last election, um, uh, Joe Biden sold us on the idea that government can solve these problems. It'll get the COVID thing under control. We'll, we'll get all these things. And in nine months of enlarged government has only scared the living heck out of people. The border, the vaccine mandates, the cancel culture, the weaponization of the Justice Department to go after every conservative enemy of the president. Are these things beginning to resonate with everyday Americans? Joe Sixpack, who's not necessarily a Republican or Democrat, just trying to make ends yeah. meet? Oh, I, I think so. I mean, because at the end of the day, people want to be safe. People want to work. You know, I, I think most people want to be given the opportunity to be free-willed citizens not some subjects under the new form of big government monarchy rule. And that's what the, these guys are, are trying to do, whether it is to centralize power in D.C. and one-party rule and take control of our election system, or whether it is telling parents they don't have uh, the right to, to care for their, their children in school and in their neighborhoods, talking about defunding the police uh, and leaving people vulnerable in their homes and, and also taking away our Second Amendment freedoms. Yeah, that's another one. You're right. This attempt to smother our voices as free will citizens must be resisted, must be stopped. And I think there's every indication that this is going to happen not only in 2022, but we have a real opportunity in Virginia to set the stage for 2022, because I think that this will, a victory in Virginia will in fact be the, the alarm, the brugal call that, that in fact people are looking for to say, let's take this mountain. I'll tell you, John, the reason Marxists and big government socialists want to run God and faith out of the public square is because in that second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, the framers got it right. They said a self-evident truth was that our rights are not grants from government, but they're gifts from God. And therefore, 
they have as a mission to run God and faith out of the public square so that you replace God with big government. And that is what is at stake here. We must resist. We will resist. We will win. And we'll do it uh, very methodically and energetically. And let me frame something for you, John. Look, if you go back 100 years, we had the... uh, 1918 pandemic, right. we had the 1929 economic disruption, we then, and, and then we had the 1968 wave of urban violence, we had 1974 impeachment process. Right. You know, in 2020, we had all of those things converge. And the left never letting a crisis go to waste, they loosened our, in, in our election system the chain of custody, they did away with common sense verification systems, and now they want to make these things permanent. And if that happens, they will be allowed to create vulnerabilities and openings in our systems for those systems, the irregularities and fraud to prevail, and that will weaken public confidence in election results. And so state legislatures across this country, state legislators as individual leaders, must be in the forefront of bringing these common sense reforms into play. And we all have to be vigilant and engaged on the front lines in this election process. Get involved at the precinct level. The nature, the vibrance of our constitutional republic and our freedom is at stake. Uh, Those are pretty high stakes and really well said, sir. We are living in dramatic times, and it calls for dramatic action and dramatic focus. And I think what you said today about Virginia being the model for 2022 and beyond is so important. We've got to get the right people watching at the precinct level and and making sure that everybody comes out of the voting booth trusting that their vote's going to be counted the right way. That would be a major victory in 2021, 2022 if we pulled it off. Last question, I just want to ask you, as you look out, do you see your party, the Republican Party, that you've been such an important voice in for so long, are they on the right track? Do they have the right leaders, the right message, the right language to win the fight that they are in right now? I've studied Donald Trump. I've worked with him and his administration, I, and, and as, as I have with all Republican administrations in my 73 years. I will tell you this. Donald Trump, Ronald Reagan, they shared some objectives. And this is what we have to do as a party. We have to inspire hope. We have to create opportunity because if you have no opportunity, hope is short, has a short shelf life. But we must pull people together. We must choose community over chaos. And if we do those three things, inspire hope, create opportunity, and pull people together as community, we in fact will carry the day and we will in fact make sure that America's third century is just as strong as its first two. 
what an important mission to accomplish for sure. Ken, I love every time you come on the show, we learn a lot, we think big, and I think everyone comes away with a lot of food for thought. And in this case, some uh, action points, get involved, get involved at your precinct level and make a difference in this next election. I can't thank you enough for all the times you share your wisdom with us. Well, thank you, John. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And it is a double pleasure to be working with you to preserve our constitutional republic. What a, what a great mission and what a great person to have right alongside me every day. I love what you do. And uh, it's important that we uh, spread the word in the next few months. It's going to be an important few months ahead of us. So thanks again, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Have a great night. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. We'll be back tomorrow with more great guests, more breaking news, maybe some election news. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. We're always grateful. You're such a great audience, so loyal, so dedicated to real news. We are forever thankful for you. Good night. Talk to you tomorrow.